the EYG Open 2.0 comes to a close. A final exciting match between Hanoi Royal and Space Station Gaming. Who wins? Up next. Welcome back to The Clash Tips. Super excited to have my man Kronk with us today. Kronk is instrumental in coordinating the EYG Open 2.0. Were you actually instrumental in coordinating the EYG Open 1.0 as well, Kronk? Uh, yes, that's where um, the EYG Open began. It was um, That was our first little like small tournament, like our sort of trial run. And it's just grown season on season, to be honest. We had a little 1.5 in between 1.0 and 2.0, just an even smaller one, just to like bump it in and try something a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, well, man, it exploded this year. Like, I just watched the finals yesterday of the EYG Open 2.0, and it was huge. Uh, came down to Hanoi Royal and Space Station Gaming. I'm sure you watched the finals, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, it was a huge event for us. Um, yeah, it was big. So both wars were a lot of air attacks. The first war was actually lost by Space Station on percentage. Came down to a final attack. Space Station actually could have won with a three-star. And I was a bit surprised on that attack, very final attack of the first war, that they decided to use Super Witches. Did you notice that? And were you a little surprised at that choice on their part? Yes, I was watching that attack and it was it was 14 all it, the final score was 14 all and the space station three started their first four hits and all they had to do was get like an 80 percent on their last hit and they've got one of the war wins in the bag from a clan like space station i did not expect that it was it's all the drama you want in a war and everything mm -hmm. like when you think something's going to happen and there's a massive twist but i didn't see that coming to be honest i did not especially <laughs> Yeah, especially with the, the air meta being so strong and the fact that Super Witches ever since uh, Town Hall 14 was introduced have just not been a strong attack strategy. Granted, I, I, I'm not a pro player. I, I don't manage pro teams. I, I don't coach pro teams. So I don't understand the thought process that go behind goes behind choosing attacks and players and the strong attacks that they offer. But still, I, I was really surprised whenever I saw Super Witches come out just because of the abysmal performance that they've experienced in the past. Uh, so the second war just sealed the trophy. Hanoi Royal actually won a 14-12 victory. Again, lots of Dragon Riders, Hydra, Skybrid, E-Drags. With all this air dominance, do you think that Supercell is going to adjust uh, air targeting defenses so that by the time EYG Open 3.0 comes out that it may switch over to the ground meta a little bit? I certainly hope so. I think variation, like every update, they add something new. Like They seem to like add like boost all the air troops and at the same time they boost all the um, air targeting defenses. Mm -hmm. and maybe like the ground will get a boost next time and the ground defenses will get a bit um, of a buff and maybe they'll like add like a few more like hit points to like air defense or something hopefully it's nice when um the meta changes all the time because it keeps it from getting stale and everything and i definitely hope it um changes up once again just to keep things fresh and entertaining and unpredictable interesting in both of the wars a skelly donut attack was used in both wars 
I'm, I'm a big fan of Skelly Donut, although I've never tried it. <laughs> I don't know that I ever could, but did you see the Skelly Donuts attacks and what did you think of those? Yeah, I saw them. I, I love them as well. Like, um, <laughs> I like them because um, they can also go wrong. Um, yeah. so it's, like, it's a bit of a risk to take that and you've got to like people to take a risk. And yeah, it's like just an extra, I like, I like those attacks like that are done in stages, like you do the the donut and the suey or the queen walk, then you do the main part of your attack. I like those stage attacks instead of just throwing it all in and seeing what happens. <laughs> and yeah. They're very complicated. I don't know how to plan an attack like that myself. It, but well, that's the reason impressive. that they're that's the reason they're pros, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get much bigger. Like honestly, I've never heard of Hanoi Royal, uh, but Space Station Gaming, like they've been around for a long time and actually Lexnos attacked on the space station gaming side. I don't know if he attacked the first war. I know that he attacked the second war, but I mean, those are some big names, uh, warring in EYG open 2.0. And then I apologize, actually, we jumped right into the EYG open 2.0 because I'm so excited about the finish and the build up because I'm actually a part of the EYG community. You could kind of consider me the EYG podcaster of the group. I'm the only one. <laughs> so it's not exactly a special title. <laughs> I know that McKendro does a little podcasting here and there, and I've really enjoyed his uh, podcast, but I, I also know that he kind of takes a focus on Twitch and YouTube, but he has some excellent stuff. So if you guys are looking for more uh, great EYG content, some actually some content that's focused on Kronk as well in the past and look up McKendrell Gaming, he has some excellent stuff, but let's meet you. Uh, so Kronk, uh, what town hall levels do you play? What clans are you involved with? How long have you played? Uh, how long have you been with EYG? I'm playing town hall 14 at the moment. And I used to play a bit of competitive play, but since you get once you get into the admin side of things, like doing tournaments, and especially since coronavirus finished, it well mm. started started to wind down. I've got a lot less free time to play competitively, and without like the practice and everything, you um, it's very noticeable like how mm -hmm. backwards your game goes but um i definitely want to get back to that at some point but i play in eyg i've been there from pretty much the start on and off like just from taking breaks from the game and i think like having a break from the game is really good sometimes mm -hmm. um just to, like revise those yourself i'm playing um in a clan called frostlight i'm mm -hmm. uh, doing some random spins in jacked and shredded at the moment to like mm -hmm. do a bit of farming like all these updates from time 14 i'm nowhere near completed with my pets and everything so it's just like sort of bumping, <laughs> bumping it along like um like just like get involved in some random spins do, do a few war hits get off maybe if try and stay in legends league it's kind of hard for me to even stay in legends league because i only do like two farming hits a day maximum at the moment but um yeah i'm just um bumping along i've been playing for years probably since 2013 2014 on and off okay and, so did, um, did you start playing before clan wars were introduced oh yes um about uh probably about six months before clan wars were introduced okay it's like town hall nine and it, i didn't really i didn't you didn't really do a lot back then it was quite it's kind of boring looking yeah. back now like if that was in the game it's kind of boring but at the time it was pretty good yeah well there wasn't much else offered i mean like that was it clash of clans right yeah, <laughs> i no, mean it was a huge game yeah it, i mean i used to play uh sim city back in the day i'm not sure if you have or have any familiarity with sim city but very similar concept where you're building up 
your your base your village and such and and when clash of clans was introduced like this is an entirely new concept to mobile gaming um and even pre-clan wars like it was all the rage back then i i didn't hear about it until after clan wars was introduced but clan wars just kind of gave it this boost that made it the game to play as far as mobile gaming goes for sure so yeah, uh, so I, I actually uh, am a member of Frostlight as well. Currently, I have my Town Hall 11 over in an All Hail Clan, um, just because I'm going to be interviewing Mark next week, uh, and I want to get a feel for the All Hail group. But I actually wore my my home base is in Frostlight. I jump back and forth between Frostlight Two and Kings and Queens. Do you keep your main account in Frostlight most of the time? No, I don't. I also play in. Um... You might have heard it, Brian Fan Club, which oh, is now, yeah. uh, sort of merging with IG and FC. I've always, I'm like one of the OGs of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I'm not really playing, and I've got, I used to manage the wars, but I've passed them on to a guy called Cobbs, who you might have seen around. He's quite mm-hmm. a loud guy, but um, he does a better job than me. So um, I'm a very <laughs> big fan of them. And they're a big um, like North American slash British clan. Okay. Um, like trying to like get on the circuit of the, trying to like become a name on the pro circuit and they're like the ones i support most for sure yeah no and brian fan club <laughs> has been around for they're they've been around for a long time like they are definitely og when it comes to that but actually you mentioned uh that they're kind of a British and North American focus group. Uh, whenever you first came on, of course, one of the first things that everybody that's going to be listening to this podcast noticed is your amazing accent. <laughs> so, and I imagine all the female listeners of our podcast are swooning right now, yeah. listening to your amazing voice. <laughs> so where are you exactly from? <laughs> uh, I'm from, I'm from England in the UK. Okay. Um, down in the southwest okay um, there's not any big cities to say it's like i I live near the coast and um not in a car not in a stereotypical castle or anything like that but yeah it's um it's kind of quiet in the rural i live in the rural area so it's um it's kind of quiet i've done the city life and it's um not really for me yeah 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 no i feel you I feel you. I I live, I live kind of outside of a big city. I'm about 20 to 30 minutes outside of a big city. So I get an experience of the rural life, but also I, you know, drive into the city to work every now and again, and I do jobs in the city. So I, I definitely prefer the quiet, more quiet rural life. So I totally feel you on that. Definitely. I'm curious, (laughs) how does the EYG community relate to the EYG open? Because I know that they're separate, but yet they're the same and since you're the organizer of the eyg open which is the big tournament that just finished how does it relate to the eyg community the community is um the community is a bunch of like a lot of clans that came together it started off as like one clan there was a guy called homemade um a long time ago and we didn't have enough people to fit in our clan we just had so many people applying and we set up the second clan and the third clan and a fourth band and people just liked our relaxed atmosphere and how we did things and people wanted to join like all hail were one of the first bands to join and we need we're like oh we need to call ourselves a group so we call ourselves eyg and as a community we have like every, every team and clan does that own thing individually but you sort of come together and you work together and you share recruits and do cool events together and there's like special occasions and like fun youtube 
like wars and things like that and just like and the social thing as well is like all these people sort of working together like sharing ideas strategies tips and tricks and shortcuts and everything as like um it grew year on year on year like obviously clash tournaments becoming quite a big thing and people want to like get involved in these tournaments that are going on but a lot of the players in EYG have got didn't really have much experience like all the tournaments that were going on like however big or small they were there would always be like some big clans and small tournaments and they'd just like completely obliterate these um, <laughs> like clans like trying it for the first time like you're playing like the Tang or something some tournament for like mm-hmm. and you don't really want to be doing that you want to be playing people your own level so we came up with this like three tiered approach of having a pro league for all the professional plans and like the top plans in the game and keep it a pro league so like they don't because on on the other end of the spectrum they the pro team don't want to be playing the rookie teams that's the true beginners because it's the way it's, they want they want the big matches they don't really want to waste their time then we've got like an intermediate sort of division which is kind of still like a pro-ish league for the next 96 time then we've got um a rookie division in the UIG Open, which is um, open applications to anyone, but you have to be a rookie or casual clan um, with very like strong in our decision making of who doesn't, who gets into that, who doesn't get in. We know the community quite well in the war community. We know the war community quite well, so we um, we cross quite a lot of names off the list to try and sneak into like. <laughs> try and um, beat up some small clans that's not what it's there for not what it's about um, yeah. then we've got a few um, then we've got like a mixed league for like table 11, 12s and 13s for mixed clans people who just want a bit more fun in 3.0 which is um, live now pretty much is um, going to have some 1v1 brackets we're not putting an awful lot of attention to them but it's like players who like are in a clan or something and they, they don't have a team they can just sort of sign up and play a 1v1 knockout tournament mm-hmm. um, by themselves and take your own responsibility for it instead of um, having to find a team, make sure everyone can play at the same time. Because mm. not everyone can do that, like when you've got work and real life and living in different countries. And the Open, the UIG Open is just like a tournament and we open it to like the whole world of Clash pretty much. Okay. Anyone can come in and sign up. Yeah. No, no one's rejected, even for pro even for the pro league, if you want to sign up and have a go, we've got qualifiers and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it really. It's um, a lot of fun. So I know that you guys offered uh, some pretty big prize money. Was the prize money only offered in the pro league or did you also offer cash prizes for the lower leagues? The big, the big prizes in the pro league, because that's where you get traction Mm -hmm. signing up a lot of, um, a lot of teams. If there was no prize pool, you would, basically get no one signing up these days because right. that's what when you put the money up that's what people that's what people in the pro want they think how can i get this money mm-hmm. and um <laughs> yeah and in the second in the intermediate in the intermediate league there is like there is a small prize pool for that one just to give them some but we also have like a system where in the intermediate league if you come in like the top eight or the top four you get for next season you get automatic qualification for the pro league next season oh that's interesting and, uh, that's, so um there's yeah, always that, something to fight for that's big incentive then so if you're a pretty if you're a pretty darn good clan 
who thinks that you can have a go at the pros, but you're not sure if you're quite ready yet, then enter the EYG intermediate bracket and you may be able to get your shot at the pros next season if you can do pretty well this season in the intermediate bracket. Pretty much for sure. And even with the rookie division, we offer like, I think we put like $100 just to um, make something be there. Yeah. The division. And we offer a spot in um, like a few spots in the intermediate division automatically if they want it. And the winner, the winner of rookie gets a spot in pro, but no one's actually taken that up yet. He's won rookie. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not once you win rookie you're not allowed to go into rookie again okay like, yeah um they took the they took the, the intermediate one last time <laughs> yeah so I, i'm i'm not sure about you but I, I don't know that i have a lot of extra cash to be able to put up these thousands of dollars of prize money did all the all this prize money come out of your pocket or did you have sponsors that allowed the tournament to happen or how does that work it definitely um didn't come out of my pocket <laughs> I, as an admin and the rest of the admins, we put a lot of time into this. We don't take a wage or a cut of anything. It's all like free labor. And it's a lot of labor. It's more than people think. Mm-hmm. You're probably spending a couple hundred hours on the tournament each, to be honest. Like, especially like the graph, when you come into like Axis, who makes the sheets, and Jason, who makes the graphic design, you've got all the admins responding to tickets and making roster changes like DD, Cobb's Master Show. You've got setting up sponsor meetings. You've got um, dealing with mediations and negotiations. There's <laughs> so much. Like um, We're actually expanding our admin team a bit at the moment um, mm-hmm. because the league's kind of expanding. The sponsors, um, I, I, put, I put in $100.00. I put in a hundred dollars last season, a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars, maybe two hundred dollars last season, mm-hmm. just to like top it off and round it off to a certain amount. But I'm right. quite happy to do that because I've earned money through the game. I've earned money through the game before, mm-hmm. and I'm quite happy to put money through the game back into the tournament. I'll probably put in if if it's like we've got all our money secure for this season ahead. Mm-hmm. There's one thing we've got to tie up, but. Um, our prize pools are set and um, the money is secure. We pay out on the same day. We're not a tournament that says we pay out in 90 days time. Then it gets 90 days and the clans are like, oh, what's going on here? And you got to you chase it up. Like a lot of tournaments do that. There has been tournaments in Clash where the money hasn't been there. We pay out the same day every single time as long as they provide their information straight away. But, um, so what kind of a, prize money? Yeah, it's um, a bit of a juggling act sometimes. What kind of prize money are you looking at for EYG 3.0? A combined part of 3,000 wow. US dollars for everything. Yeah. That would be like, that's not just for the pro league. That's a, that's a combination of pro, all the divisions, the 1v1s will all add up to about 3,000. Okay. How long will the tournament take? So uh, you said that the EYG 3.0 is actually started already, essentially. I know that last week you announced the 1v1 uh, branch of the EYG 3.0, which people can enter if they don't have a team that they want to enter, but they still want a chance at some glory and clash of clans, then they can enter the 1v1 tournament. Uh, but how long will this last if it started now? The 1v1 tournament will be over by the end of October. Okay. Um, the qualifiers will be, the pro will finish sometime in September, October. I can't remember off the top of my head, but the pro and intermediate divisions will finish 
with a, we're going to have to take a three week break mm-hmm. over Christmas, but after the group stages and then knockouts and qualifiers and the month for signups, it'll finish in mid January to mid okay. January. And so th- I do think um, the break over Christmas is kind of good for the admins and the players and everyone. Sometimes you just you just need a bit of a break, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. So, what kind of adjustment are you going to have to make? Because obviously, a clash is going to introduce new updates to the game. They may introduce new quality of life changes, and I, I guess you're going to have to kind of roll with the punches, whatever Supercell throws at you, as far as gaming related. Uh, you just kind of add to the tournament and you you make the adjustments as necessary. I guess you experienced some of that with 2.0 because Town Hall 14 was introduced. Was 2.0 already started or were you in the middle of quali- qualifiers whenever that happened? Yeah, we were in our, um, we were just starting our playoffs when that happened. So we um, we sort of rushed the clans to, um, when they dropped like Town Hall 14's coming in the updates, normally like very quick. Mm-hmm. It all happens like in a week or so. And we had to rush clans, like finish the round they were on. And we, and we said like, right, this is a really big update. We'll give you all a break. And we gave them a number of weeks break just so they could like not worry about this. They could just get on the update to do their farming, do their legends, these hits, to buy their packs and figure everything out because if you make clans play through first they don't really want to do that secondly they no one knows what the matter is they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. and it's just generally something that clans want like obviously you don't want to leave them for too long on the sidelines but definitely in the future i don't think we'll hit a town hall upgrade in the next open to be honest right. i think super said it every 18 months but but at the same time there will be updates and unless it's a huge update or it's like in and around the finals or anything like that, I don't think we'll be delaying it again. Like in the group stage, qualifiers will just play straight through any updates. Mm. Playoffs, okay, we'll see what the clans and leaders want to do and we'll do what they want to do. Yeah, so you just kind of roll (laughs) with it as as it gets introduced, which kind of brings something interesting to mind is – did you have to deal with pay to play at all? Because obviously the players and the teams that have more money to spend and more gems in their pocket are going to be able to upgrade quicker than other teams who may be competing in this EYG open. Was that a concern of yours at all from the pay to play perspective? And did you think that that was unfair in any way? Oh, for sure. It's on your mind a bit, especially when you get the, the big, big updates like the Town Hall 14 one, like you don't want whoever spends the most money to win. That's not like really what it's about. You want, you do want an even playing field and all the players want the even playing field. Like even if you're, bat- even if you're like battering someone in a war, you, it's kind of boring. You, it's not like, oh yeah, we've done it. We've beaten it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, we've just um, ripped off another clan. Yeah. It's not really what we're about. We're trying like, neutralize that as much as we can but sometimes it is a bit difficult yeah it's unavoidable yeah i mean there's just no way around it i I, yeah i i I was just curious if it if it affected the tournament at all and if you think it might affect in in the future which you did a great job of answering did any of the eyg community clans participate in the eyg open uh yes um Jackson Shredded play in the Pro League. They've played every season in the Pro League. Brian Fan Club have played in the Pro League mm-hmm. every season. 
think Jackson Shredded and Brian Fan Club both made playoffs in that league. Very nice. Both seasons. Yeah, congratulations to those two. And we've got a whole bunch of clans who play in the rookie division. All hurl always have a pot. Um, some clans who are no longer with us have had a pop at it, like mm-hmm. the Nigerian Army. Okay. Uh, Sons of Guns have had a pop at it, Loot and Grind. Canadian mm-hmm. Brew, it's your Canadian clan, have had a go. There are more that I, um, off the top of my head, I can't remember. And um, obviously, a few play in the mixed league, like Frostlight had a go at the mixed league, and I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but we actually won a match and made playoffs, which everyone was very happy with. Yeah. Um, the mixed league. <laughs> um, I think we'll probably do mixed league again. Like I, I think all hail will definitely be in the mixed league for sure. Cause that's what they, that's what they're about. Yeah. But, um, and I know Jackson shredded also like they haven't made their pro team, but they also have some players who play in the rookie league who like stink part, like, Who's um a bit of a stream? Who's a, who does a bit, a bit of stream? And he plays in the rookie league, and he's very excited to like do this five v five thing for the first time. Well, then um, there it, there are a lot of players who just have never experienced e- the esports arena, and so I I would recommend that the EYG Open and three be a great first place uh, for clans to start. Like if you're looking for somebody who's easy to get along with, who does a ton of announcements, it's super organized. Um, I mean, they have a great admin team. How many are on your admin team, actually? Like admins who like make the big calls. We got one, two, three, four. We've got seven or eight people. Okay. We make the big calls. Then we've got a few people who don't want to invest loads of time, but they want to do like one or two things here and there, mm-hmm. like help just when they can. And we've got probably another six or seven people who don't want to be committed all the time, but they just want to jump in and help when they can, which whenever real life allows right (laughs) and that's always appreciated as well i mean anybody who can help and especially people who are trustworthy who you know are going to be there like that's that's a huge help for something as big as this oh definitely and um it helps a lot because the whole admin team is um from internal internally from eyg Mm -hmm. in like other leagues and stuff you've got admins from um like other leagues that aren't run by a community, like a community, a clan, a clan-based community. You've got admins from different clans and stuff. And I've been in those situations, in those um, leagues before, and they're all arguing with each other and <laughs> trying to get a bit of edge for their own team or their mates. But yeah, just kind of roll with it here, to be fair. Like we're all on the same side at the end of the day. Yeah, well, and I know that, that of course, with any clan family, like there are always going to be issues w- with anybody. But the one thing that I've recognized and I've noticed with EYG and the EYG community is there are some great leaders. There, of course, are decisions that not everybody's going to agree with, but you guys do a great job, from my experience, of presenting a united front. Whenever you're presenting changes to the setup or changes to the rules or the organization of the community, EYG has always been great about presenting as much of a unified front as possible. And that's something that me as a player, I I really appreciate being a part of the EYG community myself. And so are are you as involved in the EYG community as you are in the EYG Open? I was about this time last year. Mm-hmm. I was like getting involved and doing lots of things because I had a lot of time off work um, last year with coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, but this year, like, I'm not as much. Like, I do what I can when I can. But 
I think um, I want to get back to it, but um, not right now. Like I think the Open is probably going to take up a lot of my time and yeah. I won't have all my spare time goes into that pretty much. Well, it's huge. I mean, and, and you being the main organizer, like I, I can imagine you're spending 10, 20 hours a week just on organizing everything, making sure the matches line up, all of that, right? Yeah, and it's like, it's not even just that really. It's um, the amount of like um, DMs you get and repeat mm-hmm. questions and people opening <laughs> tickets or just like little roster changes. Because sometimes you're like, you get like a like sometimes you're on your phone or something and you've got your phone on discord like obviously and you're going through the day and you're getting these dms and you're like i respond to people at work and stuff and you're like just when you're doing something at work and you're like you see it and you're like oh, i'll get that later and when you get home at the end of the day you've got to scroll through your old dms you <laughs> pick, like, like, chip, like react to each one just to go through it and make sure everyone's all right again and it's just like it's it's sometimes difficult and sometimes things are urgent uh, especially when the matches like start and like someone's got a problem with their roster or something's mm. happens or someone's hit out of time or that's like um, <laughs> and it's so urgently this you're always you never get a break you're, you're always on call pretty yeah much. It's, it's pretty much you're always on call yeah <laughs> well you do a great job at it that's for sure so what are the sponsors uh you said that you've lined up a lot of the sponsorship money for uh eyg 3.0 do you i i i'm just kind of throwing this at you so i apologize but do you have the sponsors that are supporting you in the eyg 3.0 yes we're um all set up we've got rh base building mm-hmm. who uh they supported you last season right they support us last season we've got a good relationship with them Mm-hmm. And they're putting up, they're putting up some cash, and they're putting up some bases as prizes, which works out quite well. Mm-hmm. So we give like the bases as prizes, and I think I think it might be the rookie division. I can't remember what we decided exactly, but it's a nice little thing for a clan to get. Like if you come second, or you win like five bases from RH, which is really cool. And they're they're really good to work with. They've got a huge server when we open applications they shout us out give us an everyone tag mm-hmm. it's really cool like we retweet their tweets they retweet our tweets we're going to be working with burnt base this season mm-hmm. uh, oh nice uh we haven't quite closed um our conversation some of the other admins are taking care of that and it looks like we will be working with burnt base in some capacity in the, the season that just finished we um worked with clash school Okay. Which is um, a part of, part of Clash Champs. They always like deliver everything they say they're going to promise to do. And like from working with everyone we've worked with, they've always said like those spot, a lot of sponsors get people in Clash come to them like with promises and um, unfulfilled, unfulfilled promises that they don't yeah. do. Everything that we say we're going to do, we do. Yep. And we try and do more. Show me the money, because- right? <laughs> like a lot of like especially for like master show and um other people like a lot of it is like respect and appreciation mm-hmm. for people supporting us so like we do everything we can to like like support the people who support us pretty much like we had a sponsor in the past called top end in season one mm-hmm. before we found everyone else and um it was rubbish. Like I, I think they some, I don't think they exist anymore. But like, uh, that's sad. It was challenging. It was very challenging. Like even when it was time to like get paid, it was like um, 
Well, yeah, it's just like, it's, it was difficult. It yeah. took a long time. Like, you don't really want to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, no, true. Especially with everything else that you have to deal with, having to deal with a lousy sponsor like that, that just sucks for sure. But yeah. you guys are, are definitely getting to the point to where you're going to be one of the bigger tournaments out there in Clash of Clans. Uh, do you have any big name uh, gaming teams that have already confirmed that they're going to be joining you for 3.0? Well, we haven't actually given a lot away about 3.0 yet. We haven't, like, not a lot of people know how far ah, it's going Still and secret. For the big teams, it, they won't need to even do anything for another month, like two months. Okay. Because we've got a month of application, then a month of qualifiers. What we're going to do is we're going to put our application form out, see what we get. We might like get in some DMs of some of the big teams and who, who like just miss it or like um, they don't have a rep on the server. And um, like last season, we had every single team we wanted apart from ATN. Uh, we had like Tribe Gaming, we had Queen Walkers, we had Space mm-hmm. Station, we had everyone pretty much. We had the Vatangs. So, I, and, and everyone like it's been like had, had good feedback. And I'm sure if I, as, as long as their schedules aren't too busy, I can't see any reason why a lot of these teams won't re sign on the line because I think they all enjoy it, they appreciate like, it's well organized and it delivers what it promises. Yeah. So is there anything that you're going to be doing differently in 3.0 uh, that you didn't do in 2.0? Anything we're going to be doing differently? Um, I think our structure works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly the mainly the one the one v one thing is like the big like thing. Every season we try and add a little thing on, improve a little things. We've tweaked the rules, axis has gone through and like um, made the rules look really pretty and everything. Yeah, I'm a bit. I'm a big Axis fan. <laughs> yeah, me too. She, for sure. she was on my on my second episode uh, back about three months ago. So yeah, huge Axis fan. I, she she does the data, right? She does a lot of the um, statistics and stuff that that come with the tournament. Yeah, she works. Um, oh, me and Axis are actually admins in Northern Arena League as well. Okay, mm-hmm. which you might have seen. Um, she does like unbelievable work with all of that. She's like knows exactly what to do like has a lot of ideas it does some unbelievable work with all that then we've got um we've got cobs who's like a bouncer mm-hmm. he's like the guy like we, sometimes you get <laughs> a problem people automatically your muscle send him to deal <laughs> punch him in Jason the face sometimes does that as well <laughs> oh that's funny yeah he's like, he's, it's kind of funny and um yeah that's pretty much it. then we all do like a bit of like picking up random work as well like just responding to dms like if someone's on holiday like other people come in like other sections hmm. yeah and so you don't have to be like hitting from the whatever you're doing with your family but, so, um, so if there's a clan or if there's a player who's listening to this podcast and they want to be a part of eyg 3.0 how would they do that? Who would they contact? How would they find the application process? Uh, what, can they look you up on Twitter? Yes. What you would need to do, first of all, is join the EYG community Discord server. You can find that in our Twitter link. We are very active on Twitter. We post all our information on there. Applications are open and application closing, cloud announcements, streams, and our Twitter is at EYG underscore family COC. On there, you can find our Discord link in the bio. You come to our Discord, you give a little bit of information. We, like Our gatekeepers are very strict on letting people in. You will 
need to link your account and just mm-hmm. say why you're here. Like the the server is like the community and league server all in one. So it's very busy and they do incredible job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you want to come to the server, ask the UID applicant role, read the rules um, to see if it's for you and fill in the application form. And that's it really. It's yeah. um, quite simple really. And get the chance to win part of that $3,000 cash prize. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, we're not, we don't have like bots or anything like that to sign up. I know in some other leagues you have bots and even myself when I've gone to sign up teams in the past in other leagues, like, uh, like I know my way around a computer and like basic things, but you don't want to be like an IT technician to sign up to a league in Clash of Clans. You just want to turn up, fill in the form, put your roster, drop your logo and go. And we try and make it as easy as possible for people. So even if you, you don't know what Discord is or anything, it's still like, about as easy as it gets. Yeah, for sure. Well, do you have any final comments that you'd want people uh, who are listening to know or do you have any shout outs? Yeah, just um, don't be afraid. Just come and give it a go. It's not for you. It's not for you, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, to be honest. Um, and even if you don't want to have a go and you're by yourself, you can come and join EYG, as, join an EYG clan and link up with some of the guys there, to be honest. We've got a little area where you've got to find a team or like find a team to play with. So if you're an individual and just want to go, you've got a max base, just turn up and we'll help sort you out. <laughs> Mm-hmm, very true. And EYG has a clan for pretty much anybody. And that's one thing that I really like about it is if you're looking for extreme competition, you know, you can try out for one of these clans uh, like Crunk was just mentioning uh, Jacked and Shredded or I, I, I can't remember some of the other clans that you, you mentioned. I know that T has mentioned Battle Day in the past. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, a clan that's competitive, maybe not at the extreme pro level, but still competitive. You have clans like All Hail or Sons of Guns, uh, or if you're just looking for somewhere just to chill and to hang, there's plenty of clans like that too. I know that uh, I have an account in Kings and Queens, which is a sub clan of Frostlight. Uh, I mean, we have Goblin Fury. Like there, there are a ton of just great clans of people that you can get to know. And whenever you join the EYG server, you'll actually go through an interview process and the leaders within the EYG community will try to find the best fit for you wherever that may be um, because they don't want you to go to a clan that you're just not happy with, you know? And uh, another thing that's really good about it is if you find that, that the clan that you're replaced in is not a great fit, all the clans have a great relationship with each other and you're you're free after a certain time period to go visit other clans within EYG. Maybe you find a better fit somewhere else. So for sure, would you agree with all that, Kronk? Yeah, 100%. It's very diverse. It's not like just competitive. And like we've had people who turn up and they think, oh, this, not, this clan is not for me. Then like you recommend a clan, they tell you what you want and the gatekeepers will help like rehome them or um, and then they're happy. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's not always like, you don't always find the place you want to stay straight away. But um, you're, you're completely right. Yeah, yeah. We'll look them up. Kronk uh, is a, a great person to contact to talk to about the open. Uh, EYG Open 3.0, look it up. Uh, if you're looking for a clan, join EYG. Um, you can look them up on uh, Twitter. What was that Twitter handle again? At EYG underscore family, capital C, um, normal zero, normal O, the capital C. 
Yeah. Uh, as always, if you want to follow the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at TipDog20, T-I-P-D-A-W-G-2-0. You can also email the podcast at ClashTipsPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much, Crunk, for coming on. I appreciate it. I uh, very much appreciate it. It's a dog. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure.